0: Hello and welcome back to the NovPod episode 4, Preparing Your Theatre. Duncan and I will be joined today by some guests. So we have Munya, who is a senior ODP in London, and Pam, who will be part of NovPod on the Road, hosted in a anaesthetics room. And I can reassure you there were no patients present at that point. We also have, as a little starter, how some consultants would define the role of an ODP and three words that I'd use to describe them. So as always, enjoy, and we'll have some links and bios for further reading. Mm-hmm.
1: An ODP is an advanced specialist practitioner who assists in the delivery of anaesthetics for patients having surgery.
0: Well, i would seen them as a critical team member supporting everything that goes on in the in the theatre around the care of patients.
2: An ODP is a health professional who works alongside anaesthetist and contributes to the provision of high quality care for surgical patients as part of the theatre and anaesthetic team.
0: Okay, three words to describe uh, right an ODP.
2: Indispensable buddy team player.
0: Practical, helping and supportive My critical life, team member hello right and we've got Novpod on the rose so we're currently in an anesthetics room in Thames Valley I've got Pam with me hello Pam
2: hi how are you yeah
0: very well Pam what is the role of an ODP
2: the role of an ODP is assist the anesthetist in every area for induction, for maintenance, and for recovery of the patient. In a nutshell, we need to know everything, how we are going to induce the patient, how we are going to recover the patient, how, you know, is the patient going to stay in recovery overnight, or is the patient going back home.
0: And you're a critical team member because you also look after other bits that aren't to do with the anaesthetic, so (laughs) helping with surgical machines, things like that, Yes. What do you want to hear, Pam, about the anaesthetic plan? So,
2: I want to know what airway we're going to use. I want to know if it's regional, if it's sedation, if it's GA, is it rapid sequence, and why are we doing rapid sequence. And if they need CMAC or just a standard blade. So if they've got, also if they're diabetic, if there are any health issues that I need to be aware of, allergies as well helps because of the drugs that we give. Yeah, I need a plan A, a plan B. If you're going to use an IJO, is it your plan A? If you're going to tube, is it the plan B. That clarity, it helps for me to prepare.
0: Some of my colleagues don't do that and actually they're silent with their ODP.
2: Honestly, not everyone does it. No. It's it's a very few. So it would be very helpful if everyone could do that.
0: And I bought <laughs> pancake today to say that especially, so that's really nice of them. Yes, yeah, thank so,
2: you so much. For okay. Okay.
0: In terms of airway, it is important to know why you're doing an RSI because it's a lot of effort because you only have one pair of yeah. hands don't you? Yeah. So you have to press on the cords yeah. whilst use reaching for the tube. Mm-hmm. It is beneficial to understand. And another you.
2: thing, if you are to use a C-mark, because we don't just keep C-marks. Or
0: video-learning just goes, yeah. yeah.
2: So if you need a C-mark, I need to know that as well. Is it for one patient on the list? Is it for all the patients so that you know, I gather the Cmax and get them ready for you.
0: Because if you ask for equipment last minute, last minute when the patient's in, you're normally having exactly. to find another ODP to get it, aren't you?
2: And you're not guaranteed you're going to have that, so...
0: Oh, you are guaranteed to piss off the ODP though, oh, aren't yes. you? Yeah, yeah,
2: that you're guaranteed, but you're not guaranteed for the Cmax. So you might end up using you know,
0: other alternatives. So in terms of plan, you want to know what the overall technique is, GA versus RA. Mm-hmm. You want to know what you're going to do with the airway, LMA versus ETT. Yes. And then you're going to want to know about specific monitoring and specific patient, patient condition patients. with allergies. One of the roles of the ODP is to be the wing person, yes. wingman, yes, and so wing that man. you have the situational awareness when someone else is focusing, so that you can mm-hmm. then politely challenge and say no. That's correct, yeah. And the same with the a to D is I think all you do is empower someone to say, I'm sorry, you've had two looks, Yeah. please.
2: When you call for help.
0: And So yeah. when they walk in in the morning, you normally go about your day by making sure the drugs, you do the equipment, you mm-hmm. do the monitoring. As a novice anaesthetist, how can they help you prepare the theatre for the patient arrival?
2: So I check my machines every morning and my airway trolley as well, all equipment that I need for the day. Then the anaesthetist has to come and check again, second time. It will be helpful if you guys, you know, a novice comes and double check what I've done. I don't think we are all offended about that, but it's just for safety to make sure I haven't missed out anything. Many a times we find maybe CMAC, it's not working or there's no light.
0: And on the anaesthetic machine, you, the you're looking to check, essentially, that the ventilator's working, is working. that you've got a inhaled oxygen. gas that works, yeah. you've got oxygen that works and is attached. Suction. Suction's working, yeah. and then that you've got the correct monitoring.
2: monitoring. And we can always give you a checklist.
0: There's a formal checklist that you can do yeah. that we'll link into the bio. Yes.
2: So I also need to make sure I've got my emergency tray, which consists of ephedrine. Yep. Uh, metrominol, atropine and saxomethanium. And also I prepare my basic anaesthetic tray, which includes propofol, saline just to flush, ondansetone, dexamethasone and whatever opiate they want to use.
0: Those are really good drugs you just mentioned because mm. we will be going over those in episode six. We'll go into them in a bit more detail. One of the ways that a novice can be useful is by drawing drugs up. They go and ask you what to do. That, that helps them as well.
2: It helps because some have got no idea what, you know, what to put in what syringe. so it's good to ask and we can always assist because sometimes we assist with throwing up drugs anyway.
0: Do you have any words of wisdom for a novice when approaching the ODP as to how to foster that better relationship?
2: It's just to to give us a plan as ODPs. We need a plan. Talk to us, give me a plan and we can work together perfectly. Because the one thing we don't want is ODPs to be running around like headless chickens Yeah. looking for equipment. Because you see patients in the morning, you know exactly what you want for that patient. So if you need any equipment that I don't have in an aesthetic room or in theater, you need to tell me so that I get it in time. Rather than in the middle of the patient is here and then you're like, oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you, we need Octaflo. I need to look for it, I need to set it up and find all the equipment involved in that, which is time consuming and annoying <laughs> for us all DPs. Communication is the key and give me a plan.
0: Perfect. And then the other bits that you don't think are that special but actually turn out to be quite useful for you to know about patient mobility and patient it weight, is, isn't it? definitely. And yeah. What changes, for example, patients over 160 kilos, what would you do differently? Yes. I
2: will need a Oxford pillows, maybe. I would need a hover mat, because we need to look after our backs. Patient transfer, C-mark again. If you need to do fibre optic, maybe. So all that, there's a lot involved in you know weight
0: and, and patient mobility that just changes whether or not you send a porter, porter or, or, or a bed, exactly. which is quite
2: important
0: yep. that brings novpod on the road to a close so we go back to the studio with myself Munya, and duncan to discuss further preparation of your theatre along with how to improve your working within the anaesthetic team
3: there is such an expectation on ODPs to provide the service and to keep things smooth Yes. to prepare the equipment get the drugs available yeah. get the, any extra equipment you'll need not only in the anaesthetic room in the theatre mm-hmm. that actually mm-hmm. is a bit nerve-wracking but yeah. as a new person so coming in and introducing yourself mm-hmm. it helps you go oh, let's share the burden of this True. Uh, you yeah. can make everything smoother and that mm-hmm. means you also kind of get a leg up the bits I, in my practice which I've built over the years from working with the excellent ODP colleagues is mm-hmm. having almost the pre-huddle-huddle, yes, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So having the consultant, the anaesthetic trainee, and the ODP, and yep. you're really get right, okay, here's the problems with these things. We'll mention it at the huddle, but let's start getting the ball rolling. Yep. gives you time to, you know, find the ultrasound machine that's been stolen by another theatre <laughs> so you can have everything ready. Yeah. You can have that breath of calm mm-hmm. before yep. that first patient arrives and then the, the day starts properly rolling. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important thing.
0: I think drugs is a big area that novices get pulled up on. I don't think there's any harm in asking an ODP when you first start, what would you normally draw this up in the syringe? How do you think people who are drawing drugs up, let's call it 3am, yeah. let's say they're really tired, yeah. they've had back-to-back bum abscesses, yeah. or pilonidal abscesses, the professional <laughs> term as we, we're now calling them, how do you think people can reduce the, their errors when drawing up medications?
1: It's like, if it's not labelled, don't give it, you know. Um, but the other thing is, best way to reduce your errors is not to draw the a lot of things in one go. So if you're gonna draw your emergency drugs, just do your, so don't be doing your emergencies as well as your putting to sleep drugs, as well as your, if you're doing TV, your infusion drugs. Just do it in stages. So at least when you know you've done your emergencies, you can put them to the one side then you move on to the next criteria of drugs that you need to draw up. Part of the issue with back-to-back cases is that people want to be as efficient as possible, Yeah. and you start mixing up your, your categories of, of, of drugs. And the other thing is, at The Free, we had introduced different color coordinated trays, which help identify what each tray means. At least if you see the red tray, you know these are your emergency drugs so obviously you put them to one side i think a lot of it's kind of drilling in
3: good behaviors like that isn't it i think you very quickly learn from working with both anesthetists and odps because often you guys will help draw up for the next case it's a small team and Mm -hmm. a high turnover again on the theme of drugs i found that something i've developed over time from seeing good practice both from anesthetists and Mm odps and you're giving a drug saying okay this much of this drug going in now yeah and everyone goes cool okay we know what's going on and I've had particularly experience in recent solo lists mm-hmm. I've done where I've had to, while dealing with an airway which was slightly misbehaving, asking NDP, oh, could you please give this much of this drug? And they've yeah. got right, this yeah. much of this drug going in and I yeah. know exactly what's been done. Yeah. And then I can think, right, do we need to give more? Assess the situation, yeah. Yeah. go from there. And I think it just sets everyone at ease yeah. and then makes everyone, particularly our ODP colleagues, aware of, is this a situation which is in control? Yeah. Is this a situation where it's going out of control and yeah. we need to pull an emergency buzzer or call for help. Yeah, Possibly one of the most important things for an observer to take away, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Exactly. Like you said, with that kind of anxiety and worrying about individual things, it's overall big picture.
0: Yeah.
3: Am I in control?
0: Yeah.
3: Am I not in control? Yeah, Do I need help? Do I not need help? Yeah.
0: Moving on from what Duncan says related to communications, mm-hmm in that brief what do you want to hear about an airway or airway plan to feel that you can be prepared
1: always announce your plan it's a size eight tube size eight tube we're going to do size four blade because some people like to use size three we're going to do tube i do one to cricoid maybe it's an rsi you want a bougie
0: ready, those kind of things.
1: It makes the transitioning easier.
0: So that it's not a surprise yeah. when they receive a size eight tube that yeah. they've asked for. And then part of that, I think, is also announcing what your backup plan would be as an yeah. office. Does that make you more confident when they say, OK, so in one go, if I'm not seeing it right, yeah. the consultant will take over?
1: That is pretty good because I know this sounds weird, but it sort of shows your confidence because you're saying, look, I'm going to have a go. If I'm not successful, I'm going to hand over. But I'm telling you that I'm going to have one go and then I'm going to hand over. Or I'm going to have two goes, hand over. Because what that helps with is, if you then forget that you'd said you're going to hand over after one or two goes, I can then remind you, by the way, you said you're going to hand over. Do you still want to hand over or do you want to continue? If you say it in your mind, you're keeping your DP in the dark kind
0: of thing. It's all about that situational awareness when you're dealing with things that can deteriorate within seconds. Yeah. What are you looking at when a novice ventilates to go, or oh, should I offer them a gazelle or not? The first pre-notion that I, I do is listen. Nine to ten times, the first bag,
1: if you hear that, <clears throat> pff, immediately, I have it in my hands. I won't offer it, so I will give them time to readjust their their sort of position. They carry on two or three puffs. Then I'll suggest the gadal or I would say to them, you just need to either readjust or try a two-handed technique. Most novices are afraid of the two-handed technique. I mean, Yeah,
3: I, I suppose it's just a, it's a kind of asking for help. It's yes. a worry of a sign of weakness, isn't it? But actually, yeah. someone needs a two-handed technique. Yeah. Someone needs a two-handed technique, Exactly. It's, 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 there's a
0: reason why it's there. I used to, when I was a novice, think that people were undoing a Goodell because they didn't think I was good enough. And actually, it's because we are part of an anaesthetic team and they're trying to help optimise your ventilation and your... That your subsequent intubation, yeah. and I have to say now if an ODP is starting to get an, a good deal out, I have to think of a good reason not to get it out because it is my colleague who's saying, actually, from my view, yeah. if you've got someone who's incredibly experienced like yourself yeah. saying, Oh, actually, I think you could use this as an adjunct, yeah. why aren't you using it as an adjunct? And, and
1: it's when an experienced ODP is getting an airway out and there's no CO2 at all, hmm. that's that's an indication that you're not getting any air in, yeah, know? yeah. So this airway might just improve i've never seen an airway go in and not improve
0: yeah you've never seen a good worse in yeah. a situation <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's one of those things whereby you know the ghetto is your friend
0: and <laughs> do you have uh, shares in guitar or uh well But
1: yeah i think it's,
3: it's interesting is it because particularly when it comes to the airway and other procedures as mm. well like when it's difficult cannulation yeah Uh, The amount of times an ODP has pulled me back from the brink of getting so task focused you're forgetting the bigger picture. And that can be anything from trying to ventilate a patient just with your hands in a bag, trying to put a tube down when actually you need to be moving on to the next step of your plan or repositioning, trying to put a cannula in for the sixth time without an ultrasound. It's going back to, and mentioned Jocko Willink, he used this phrase, cover and move. And that's what we're doing. We're covering each other's backs and then moving on to the next step when it's safe to do so whilst keeping the patient safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a quick note. A suggestion from your DP is not an undermine. Don't ever think it's there undermining you at all. Don't ever think it's undermining you because like you said, it's cover removed and we are your wingman. We're there because we believe you've been task focused. And we need to move on now, you know we need to try something different.
0: yeah. <laughs> what do you want to hear when someone's undertaken laryngoscopy, yeah. and if you haven't got eyes on?
1: The best thing you can ever say to me is the the type of view you see. Are you seeing a great view? Is it a terrible view? Because, like you said, it can go awry in in a split second it might be a sense whereby your view is obstructed somehow and you might need the Macintosh just to flick it and you know I might just be preparing the Macintosh whilst you're still trying to get a better view and then the swap is quite instantaneous and then your view is quite clear. So you saying most consultants and senior registrars would say to their novices what's your view they keep on reminding them what's your view because As much as it is important to them, it's also
0: important to us. There's no shame in saying I can't see anything, Hmm. because at the end of the day, you can't see anything. Yeah, I I can't see either, so yeah. I want to know now that you can't (laughs) see anything, because now I can prepare, and just to reassure people who are listening. I probably started getting reliable intubations at four weeks, so it's a skill that you go up, that situational factors where I could say, okay, Munya, I can't see, great. Could you prepare a bougie? Yeah. You're then, you then stop sweating and are able to prepare.
1: Yeah, yeah. or it's, it's just a simple case of, can you just give me a little bit of burp because my view is obstructed. The burp is when you just apply a little bit of pressure to the cricoid. It moves the vocal cords into view of your laryngoscopy. So it's gentle nudge, if you will. The way I was taught to do burp was have a
3: look announce to the room what you're seeing yeah try it yourself and then once you've got that good view say yeah. ah could when could you please pop your hand exactly where i am yeah and then you'll hold it there and you'll also be able to you've got your hand on what i need next yeah exactly. so whether it's the tube whether it's a yeah. bougie as yeah, well yeah. and i think that's the, that's the key thing isn't it yeah. if you're talking to the room you're reassuring everyone that you're yes. doing the plan
1: yeah
3: then also particularly for our experienced ODP colleagues, you're automatically, purely from what you've heard, preparing the next piece of equipment before like a junior anaesthetist, or even a senior anaesthetist has even thought, and particularly at night, when you're coming across those tricky airways, everyone's tired.
0: You are someone who has seen hundreds, if not thousands, of anaesthetists, and you will have seen Slick anaesthetists, slow anaesthetists, fast anaesthetists, short anaesthetists, tall anaesthetists. Yeah. Non-funny nah. anaesthetist. What in your... Well, yeah, that's one, one the very <laughs> non-funny anaesthetists <laughs> uh, oh. oh, that's me. Uh, what, in your opinion, makes a good anaesthetist? Character, for me, it's about
1: owning up to your mistakes, knowing when to ask for help, but ultimately it is a person who knows that they're learning. Even when you're consulting, you're still learning something new. I learn new things every day. I might teach you something today. You might teach me something today. It's not about hierarchy anymore. It's not about you're the doctor, I'm the ODP. I should know better. It's, it's all about we're, we're bringing our shared experiences, sort of being accepting of your team. Yeah. And that's the
0: key word, team. If you're unwilling to learn from yeah. everyone, how will you grow? Exactly. Feedback comes from ODP, your recovery nurse, your allied health professionals. Yeah. And that brings us onto a very good technique for giving feedback yeah. to novices. Uh, Duncan was mentioning that he uses tubes, which is technique, understanding, so did you understand uh, what we were doing? Backup, yeah. what should you have used as your backup? Yeah. E as equipment, is there any other equipment we could have used? Yeah. And yes, S, yes? <laughs> yes. No, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> S is a summary of your technique. Yeah. Do you think tubes could be a good way to get
1: feedback? Tubes is quite a great first time tool. The feedback that you get from from us, the LDPs, can build believe it or not, we see a lot of people coming in and going and we see, you know, people grow. As an eatitist, you come in, you know nothing, and then when you leave, you're very confident, you know, you've you've built up in yourself. And I would like to think part of that is us sort of like showing you the ropes, sort of navigating you.
0: That's hopefully clarified a few things and how you set up for a successful anaesthetic. And thanks again to Pam and Munya for their thoughts and reflections. And in that, they really stress the importance of communication when communicating your plan. In terms of structuring your setup, think about your drugs, your equipment, your monitoring, and your personnel. And one of the things that's been stressed today is safety. So for drugs, make sure things are clearly labeled, that you pay attention when you're drawing up so you draw up the right thing, and ask your ODP what it normally is drawn up in, in what concentration. And we talked about good communication when giving drugs, saying how much you're giving when you're giving it was thought about equipment double checking equipment and making sure that you know how to do machine check can be very useful early on and that comes on to our links in bio so we've got a machine check which is the association machine check link we also have a youtube video of that being done and we've also got some e-learning modules to look at which is the pre-op equipment check and the anaesthetic machine check on e-learning for health our next episode is on the anaesthetic plan so goodbye for now and we'll see you then